0: It's the first of the month, so you know what that means. Live from Las Vegas, it's the Marv Cutler Show. One of the biggest sports fans I know, Marv Cutler. Hey Pete, Let's good go. hearing you again. Good hearing you again, buddy. How you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I've, I've been ill, as you know, and um, things are getting better and improving, and. Um, uh, getting myself back together again.
0: It's awesome and, to hear. Um,
1: I wanna um this the show tonight is um I'm gonna dedicate this show to um to Joy um who um as most of you know if you listening to the show um we lost um, uh two years ago to to this day. And um uh this is a show special for her. I wanna wish all my uh, my Jewish friends out there um Uh, Happy Sunday Gustavo, and I also want to mention that this was the last holiday that uh, Joy and I spent together, so um, uh, it's a special evening, a special show, and uh, I'm going to start things off with um, uh, a dear friend, the late, the great uh, Johnny Hartman along with John Coltrane and my one and only love.
2: such desire, every kiss you give, sets my soul on fire, I give myself in sweet surrender, my one and only.
1: And then my one and only love. I, had a, I have a couple of new books that I've um, been reviewing and um, really, really, really uh, enjoying. Um, the Association for Research and Enlightenment, the Edgar Casey organization, has a new book out called Venturing Inward The Safe and Unsafe Ways to Explore the Unconscious Mind. It's the, the 50th anniversary edition of the classic Venture Inward by Ewell Casey, who was the son of Edgar Casey. He was uh, Edgar's um, eldest son, and he turned a nonprofit founded by Edgar Casey in 1931 into an organization of international renown and developed a widespread recognition and acceptance of subjects such as psychical research, human analysis, meditation, and spiritual development. This um an interesting book, um, uh, Casey answers questions and explores methods to safely explore the unconscious mind and develop psychically and spiritually while warning against some methods that have been deemed dangerous. All manner of exploration are included from hypnosis and mediumship to ESP experimentation and using dreams for guidance. Additional reports on possession, automatic writing, weak board, dangers, and more are also included. This is um, a really good book. Um, by A.R.E. Press and Fourth Dimension Press. It's uh, Venturing Inward. It's the 50th anniversary edition. And um, check out the uh, A.R.E. Uh, Press uh, uh, for more information on this, um, on this terrific book. Um, it's um, it's something, um, something you should read. <laughs> Another book that I recently discovered called The Solar Body, A Secret to Natural Healing. It was written by Ilchi Lee. He's authored 37 books, including the New York Times bestseller, The Call of Sedona, Journey of the Heart, as well as uh, Change, Realizing Your Greatest Potential, and, and Brainwave Vibration*. Uh, he's a bestselling author. He's uh, the founder of Mind Body Practices with phenomenal success. Uh, this is a, a very interesting book, The Solar Body and it's, you experience a powerful natural way to vibrant health, and trans, and and this has transformed millions of people worldwide. The book is very really interesting. It, it seems to be an alternative to um, uh, Reiki. Um, it's it's an energy healing method, and it's very, very interesting reading, uh, very well illustrated, and uh, very enjoyable book. So uh, check it out <clears> at <throat> your nearest online, or nearest, on <laughs> Your online bookstore, it's Amazon, you can check it out, Barnes & Noble, and um, I, I highly recommend uh, The Solar Body. I recently uh, attended, uh, as usual, uh, the uh, Las Vegas Philharmonic, and uh, a wonderful concert uh, uh, of Beethoven and Brahms, uh, conducted by, of course, the great musical director, um the Las Vegas Philharmonic, Donato Cabrera, um, and the guest pianist was Andrew Tyson. Um, They opened up with a a brand-new piece commissioned by the California Symphony as the orchestra's youngest young American composer in residence. It's called Breakdown, and it's a very, very interesting um, piece. uh, uh, Different... Strange, and again, like I say, interesting. Um, that was followed by um, Beethoven's Concerto Number no. 3 in C minor for piano uh, with um, Andrew Tyson, uh, the guest pianist. And then uh, that was followed by uh, Brahms' Symphony Number no. 2 in D major, Opus 73. This is a wonderful orchestra. It's, uh, it's a world-class orchestra. It's one of the uh, the best orchestras in, in the country. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, all the Las Vegas Philharmonic concert. and um, the next um, concert is October twenty fourth. Uh, Passport to the world, and which should be a very interesting uh, program. Um, the only thing I find uh, a problem with the Las Vegas Philharmonic uh, it's not the Philharmonic; it's the audience. <laughs> I don't know whether to call them stupid or what, but I don't know. It's a very strange audience in Las Vegas. Um, people don't know uh, how to attend a, a, or any symphonic concert in in, um, in Las Vegas. Uh, people don't know that uh, you know it's not the proper thing to do to, uh, to applaud between movements. Uh, we, I had three or four guys sitting right by me that went uh, like they were at a rock concert. They were wildly uh, applauding um, between movements somewhat ridiculous it's, uh, um, I don't understand the, uh, the I guess stupidity of the uh, people in Las Vegas to the audience in Las Vegas um, also um, I mean just uh, just yesterday I went to a, a concert by the um, by the uh, Nevada Chamber Orchestra and not only did they applaud between movements on a one movement piece they were applauding before the last notes were even played they, they just don't want to applaud it's just just amazing but i i guess what happens in vegas stays in vegas here's uh, miles davis and all blues
0: Well, he uh, checked himself into an alcohol rehab today, so that's not good for the Yankees if you're a Yankee fan. Um, I think Sabathia, he's on the downside of his career. 300 innings every year, almost 250 innings every year is really caught up to him. His arm isn't what it used to be. In fact, he probably should put on some more weight, but... The guy has some problems he needs to take care of, and it's probably more important for him to take care of those issues instead of worrying about baseball. But it's definitely going to be a blow to the Yankees because their pitching all year long has been very suspect. Right. So, I, uh,
1: I, you know, I, I haven't figured out um, um, what how the Yankees have done what they've done because I predicted them uh, well, you know, I obviously predicted the Red Sox to win the uh, to win the World Series against the Nationals. Of course, and I also, but I predicted the um, uh, the Yankees to um, to be in the cellar somewhere. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you look on paper and you see the lineup and you think, well, is Alex Rodriguez going to be able to produce like he used to? He did a good job this year uh, to share before he got uh, injured. He was really. A uh, cog into that lineup. Uh, they're they're gonna miss him. But you look at the pitching staff. Who do they have that sticks out to you? Tanaka, mm, maybe Sabathia. He's, no,
1: he's, uh, he's he's a waste. Uh, I you know the only one that sticks out to me is that new kid there. Uh, Severino.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: He's he's the only one that um, that sticks out to me because uh, he um, he seems like he might be. Um, he might
0: be a good one. He may be a good one. The Yankees finally may have found a prospect that's good because a lot of their prospects uh, have not been good, and and they've traded a lot of those prospects away to get guys to help in that pennant run and that pennant chase. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Houston can go in there with a second-worst record of out of all the Major League Baseball teams in the playoffs, can go into Yankee Stadium with Dallas Keuchel, who's pitched pretty well this year. and. Um, Cy Young contention, can he tame that Yankee lineup? That would be interesting because Houston. Very
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, and and I think uh, the other game, and I know you're a big-time baseball fan, and you got to love this. Even though you're a Red Sox fan, you got to love the fact that the Chicago Cubs and getting Joe Maddon in their first year are in playoffs, playoff contention. And I'll tell you right now. I think the Cubs got some really good pitchers. Arietta probably being the Cy Young winner. If, if he's not, there should be an investigation because he's pitched lights out.
1: Right. I um, I, I I'm happy for the Cubs. I think they've done really well. Um, the only thing um, I'm, I'm not happy about is um, uh, that the Cubs have um, uh, Theo Epstein.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and John uh, Lester.
1: And I'm not sure about Lester. The only the only thing about Lester is. Um, you know, he has he didn't have a great season. Uh he didn't have much of a season I don't think. But I, I think um I think Wester may come through for them though, um uh, because he's a money guy, you know? Mhm. And uh and that's that that would be um be very, very uh, interesting, um, if if Wester came through. But when 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 they got Joe Madden, um I I, I knew that uh it was gonna be um um they were gonna be um, be up there um with the, with the top, with the contenders,
0: you know. Yeah, what a mistake by the Rays! I, I just, uh, I don't understand getting rid of Joe Madden. He's one of the best managers in the game, and you really come come to appreciate Madden after I don't know what that was this year with the Rays not making moves at the trade deadline. But on top of it, I don't know if you're familiar with the Rays and how they uh, mess with their pitchers and their bullpen. They run pitchers out there, Marv, for five innings. Five innings, okay? And they have the right. bullpen pitch the rest of it. It's been a complete disaster this year. Completely.
1: Right. So. Well, their starting pitches haven't been this, that great either, you know, except for maybe Hatch
0: has been pretty decent, you know? Sure. Well, but, they've, and, and, and that, well, they, they had some, uh, you know, had did some unknown pitching this year from um, Ramirez, who pitched well for him. And they had Carnes, uh, uh, Nate Carnes, But they were only pitching Karnes five innings. Even if he was dealing... I went to a game this year against the Orioles. He only gave up two hits. They took him out. Bullpen blows it. I mean, the bullpen blew more leads in Major League Baseball this year than any other team. And that's because of management. And that's because they like to run this team from the press box. So, I, I just... I don't understand it. I don't know what the Rays are doing. I know that a lot of people down here are disappointed because at a certain point this year, they were in first place. They were 10 games up. They had an opportunity to make a move, to do some things to improve the team. They had injuries all year long. A lot of people didn't expect them. But if you have an opportunity to make moves to improve your team and you don't do it, what do you expect the fans? Why do you expect the fans to come out and support this team? And, and then on top of it, this is the worst thing. Have you ever heard of your owner of the Red Sox coming out and saying he's a fan of another team? No, did he do that? Stuart Sternberg this week was asked about the Mets, and he was talking you know, so greatly how he's still a Mets fan and this and that. He owns the Rays, but he's still a Mets fan. He'll always be a Mets fan. I mean, right there, if you wanted to turn a Yankee or a Red Sox fan into a Rays fan, why would you want to do that now? Because you know that the Rays' owner is a Mets man. So, he's not going to change his allegiance. Why should I change my allegiance? Right. The, the guy is a complete bozo. Honestly, he's one of the worst managers. I mean, excuse me, one of the worst owners in Major League Baseball because he does nothing but criticize the fans down here for not supporting his product, which by the way is pretty boring. But right. so Anyway,
1: um do you remember the last show that I did with <clears> the <throat> a while back? Uh, when I when when I when I saw that the Red Sox were not going to end up with the division. Yes. I said I said to you the division winner will be the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: You did. And you were right. And you know yeah. why? You know why? Because they made a trade for David Price. They make a trade right. for uh, Troy Tulewitzki. uh They got the, the kid from uh, Ben Revere from the Phillies who could hit right. for him. I mean, they got a dynamite lineup, but you add David Price to a pitching staff that's pretty good, and that gives that team a boost. And it gives the fan yeah, well, base.
1: Hopefully, hopefully, David Price will be with the Red Sox next year. <laughs> well, you never know. You got he's the a, money. He's
0: a free agent,
1: he's a free agent and uh, he'll,
0: um, he'll be with the Red Sox next year. You hopefully. think so? You're going to predict that? That's my prediction, yes. It's your prediction? I think he stays in Toronto. If They win a World Series this year in Toronto. Which is a definite possibility with that lineup and with the pitching they have. I think he stays in Toronto. Well,
1: I guess the owner of the of the Rays is, is, will probably be happy because I'm predicting uh, I'm predicting the Mets in the World Series.
0: <laughs> That's certainly a possibility also because you look at the first three pitchers in that rotation, unbelievable. Matt Harvey, uh, you have the kid uh, who just he looks. Matt- Yes. Matt. Yes. I'm trying. Uh, yeah,
1: but you know what, my favorite pitcher in the Mets
0: is who's that? There you
1: go. He's a kind of heavy guy, a little
0: bit old. Bartolo Colon. That's
1: that's my that's my favorite pitcher in the
0: Mets. Mr. Ped user himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't bat worth nothing. He, he I think he's batting O forever when he gets up there. <laughs> But who's the Degrom? Degrom could be the best pitcher on that rotation, and he's like five nine or five ten. He kind of reminds you of Pedro Martinez in his prime. Right. right. What do you What
1: do you think of both the Dodgers and the Mets being uh, no hit twice in the same season?
0: Ah, uh, that's interesting because you know what the Mets. So... Overall, for the whole year, ever since they got Cepedes, half of the year, they've been pretty good scoring runs. But that was the problem with the Mets, and that's why the Mets went out and addressed it. So it's kind of interesting that they got it. And then the Dodgers, I I don't get the Dodgers. Dodgers win the division. Of course, Andrew Friedman being another former Ray executive here. He was the general manager, built this team up. He's a part of that. I don't know how they get no hit. They got so many good hitters in that lineup, so much talent. I, I just don't understand it. But it's it's Jake Arrieta. I mean, that's the guy that's doing it to. He's one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. Period. His stuff is oh. filthy.
1: The Red Sox went ahead and got rid of Cespedes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and and then they acquired Hanley Ramirez. I
0: didn't get it. I did not get that at all.
1: You know, I I, I don't understand that. And 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 the interesting thing is that the the guy that traded. A sex that is, uh from Detroit um, uh, to the to Toronto, I mean to the Mets, is now uh, the pre- uh, the president of baseball operations for the Red Sox, Dombrowski.
0: <laughs> well, what do you think of that move? Do you like Dombrowski being in charge? I think it's going to settle the Red Sox uh, that organization down. Dombrowski's done a. Oh
1: no! I mean, why did why did Detroit get rid of him?
0: Well, I mean, look, the moves didn't pay off. I mean, they let Scherzer go. They went out and got David Price. I, he put all the money into that team, and the team just fell short of expectations. But you got to give him credit because in his career, he's done a pretty fair job. I think he was with the Marlins. I think he won a World Series with them. He was a part of the Pirates organization. The guy knows what he's doing. You can't blame him for trying. It, it just it fell short. It didn't work out. Yeah. They had enough talent. I mean, you look at the lineup: Cabrera, um, the, what? Victor, um, Victor Martinez. I mean, they had hitters in that lineup. They had pitchers. They had Scherzer. They had Price. They had Verlander. Or Verlander's not the same pitcher ever since he got with Kate Upton, by uh, the way. You
1: know, I, you know, I, I, you know, one of the things that I predicted that uh, Verlander will never be the same after he had that great year. You
0: know. No. And I think it's a, it's a case of maybe having a dead arm. Maybe he should take a year off because he's throwing 96-99. Eventually, if you keep on doing that for 200 innings, it's just a case of CC Sabathia. Your arm is going to take a beating. Eventually, you're going to have a torn rotator cuff, and you're going to have to go on the disabled list. So, yeah, he's not the same pitcher. He doesn't have the same stuff. His fastball is a little bit down. Velocity's down. And his curveball doesn't have that twelve six motion like it used to have.
1: You know, getting back to Cece, um I, I don't know if we addressed the issue that um you know, we addressed the issue about, about his arm, but do we address the issue that he um he uh, he admitted himself into a rehab today?
0: Yes we did. Mhm. Yeah. Alcohol rehab. He admitted himself and somebody was telling me they don't think it's alcohol, they actually think it's uh they think it's for uh, drug use, painkillers, because he did have some arm problems and, and some various injuries this year. I don't know if uh-huh. that's a possibility or not. That's just assuming on my part, and you know what happens when you assume too much. But you know, CC Sabathia has been—he's uh, not been good this year. He, he's definitely on the twilight of his career, uh, and you hope he gets help that he needs. You
1: know, what, you know what I find interesting. I just want your opinion. I want to talk about a few more. Uh, reviews of some products that I reviewed. But I want to mention the fact that um, um I, I just lost my train of
0: thought. <laughs> well, you know, Derek Rose got hurt again. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, uh, But he only got hurt in the face, right? <laughs> yeah, he got hurt in the face. But uh, people in Chicago, I think, are just kind of tired of him. So.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the day that he got hurt in the face, wasn't he talking about Leaving
0: and going to um, L.A. or something? I, I don't know what he was talking about. I think he was. it was during practice he took an elbow. But I think karma has come back to really haunt this guy. I
1: know what happened. I, but I think earlier that day, he was talking about leaving Chicago and going to L.A.
0: Why would L.A. take him? Why would any team take him? He can't stay healthy for a full season. We talked about this, Marv. He can't stay healthy. He'd trip over a, a banana pill and get hurt. Honestly, he's one of the most fragile players in the NBA. And yeah. honestly, he's he's developed this reputation as, well, he's hurt, but he's basically trying to hold out because he doesn't want to ruin his contract numbers. Well, that's not a team player I want. L.A.'s desperate, so they probably would pay him. But just keep in mind, they just drafted a guy first round, I think it was Russell, from uh, Louisville. So why would you take on Derrick Rose?
1: I don't know. I, I think... Uh... I, 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 I just don't understand. You know, uh LA um will never be the same uh, with uh that bus kid running the uh running the team.
0: No. They should have let his sister and Phil Jackson run it. That was the biggest right. mistake. And that's then the you,
1: biggest he, mistake they could have made. Yeah. But that's okay because I'm a Celtics fan anyway.
0: I know. Let's talk about you Celtics. How good do you think they're gonna be this year? Are they gonna take that next step? Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. But I, we'll talk about the Celtics after I talk about some products that I reviewed at um, at the Vision Expo. Okay. I was at the uh, Vision Expo a few days ago, and I happened to uh, find some really interesting products. Um, one of the most interesting is called Peeps, and I don't mean that, that silly uh, candy uh, marshmallow, whatever they have.
3: <laughs> yeah, I but remember
1: that. <laughs> eyeglass cleaner. And uh, it's an interesting product. that's made by the by the same people that make uh, lens pens for your cameras, and I've been talking about lens pen for years. Um, it's a terrific product. It's an all-in-one cleaner for eyeglasses and sunglasses, no cloth, no tissues, no sprays, no liquid. It has invisible carbon, and it has a brush to brush away harmful dust, and you clean off messy fingerprints and oils with the, uh, the special Peeps invention. This is a great product. I use it on my glasses, and um, I actually can see after I use it. So i just want to mention peeps a terrific product and uh you can go and check them out at lenspen dot com um another um interesting product i discovered there is um is made up by iEcho. It's, uh, they're dedicated to bringing you products proven to improve ocular surface health wellness and comfort and they have um a wonderful product uh, uh, with moist, heat, and cold therapies that you wear over your eyes for about 20, 25 minutes, and it uh, helps to prevent a dry eye relief. It uh, gives you dry eye relief. It's a, it's a wonderful product. So well, check out eye Echo, at, and their website is Echo iecho.com com. Now, I'm a guy that likes interesting, um, frames on my glasses and, um, I'm always having something different on my frames. And while I was at the show, I saw a company that makes, um, wood eyewear. And this is really, 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 this is really fun. eyewear. Uh, the styles are absolutely wild. Um, they're really interesting. And, um, uh, the company's called Specs of Wood. It's quality wood eyewear. And you can check check them out at Specs of Wood. It's happened me to talk about it on radio, so I'd rather you go to their website. Go to Specs, S-P-E-C-S of Wood, Specs of Specsofwood.com, and check out Specs of Wood Eye Care, quality eye care, and um, you'll find that, that it, it's a really nice frames. I just got some new friends um after I go to my doctor for a new exam, I'm going to have some lenses put into them because they're really, really interesting. <clears throat> Triumph Optical, uh, they specialize in in frames, especially frames that go over your glasses, uh, sunglasses that go over your, your glasses. You want to check them out, triumphoptical.com. Nice people, nice company. And uh, Maxi Tears, the dry eye formula. Focus on the health of your eyes. Um, uh, More than 10 million Americans suffer from dry eyes with symptoms that are cooled redness and irritation, itching, light sensitivity, stinging and burning, blurry vision, and what contributes to dry eye, dry air, air conditioning, uh, age, computer use, contact lens wear, over-the-counter prescription medications. Uh, So check out um, Maxi Tears. It's it's a nice product. Uh, it's, um, It's a supplement. And I'm, I'm sure that if you check them out, you will like what you see. Uh, Maxi Tears. And let me see. I want to play this. Um, did you find something interesting by Beethoven there, uh, Pete?
0: Of course I did.
1: Okay, so this is um, in, uh, in tribute to, um, to Joy uh, on this show dedicated to Joy. And It is from Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, the Fourth Movement. And you can applaud after this one because it's the the last movement. <laughs> so even if you're in Las Vegas, you can applaud after this movement. And uh, here's a uh, here's uh, the the fourth movement, Ode to Joy. Can't hear with what I'm uh, using here for um, for a console here. It's
0: finished, right?
1: I'm sorry. It's finished, right, Pete? Yes, it is. And my console here, I can't hear. I couldn't hear it, the ending of it, so I wasn't sure. Anyway, okay. Uh, I, I don't want to actually talk about the Celtics right now. I get something I think more interesting to talk about. Um, uh, two more things I want to talk about. Um. The first thing is, um, do you think, um, what do you think about Pete Rose and, and, uh, and Joe Jackson getting in, uh, into the Hall of Fame?
0: You know what? My opinion has changed with uh, Pete Rose, especially with uh, some of the information that's come to light lately about him betting on baseball as a player. I thought he only did it as a manager. So in saying that, I don't think you can let him in the Hall of Fame. Because if you let him in the Hall of Fame, then you bring up an interesting point. You would have to let Joe Jackson, uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, in the Hall of Fame. And he's already admitted to taking a bribe. So I think you got to keep them both out. They're two of the greatest hitters of all time. And it's just sad. It really is. It's a sad state of affairs when you have to keep out Pete Rose, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Barry Bonds. Guys that that own these type of records, and right.
1: but but here's my, my my thought about Pete Rose anyway. Um, he he gambled, okay. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a gambling is uh, is a disease as, uh, as some of us look at it, and um, he gambled, and um, it, it didn't seem as though from all the information that's come out. It didn't seem as though it affected his team when he gambled.
0: Well, you don't know. You, you don't you really don't oh. know. That's that's the thing oh, no, that I don't know. you don't okay. know, and th- and that's the thing. That's the so reason why ask- you can't keep him. You can't put him in there.
1: But so let me ask you a question. Now there's there's some ball players, and I don't want to mention their names because I don't want to uh, put any shame on them or anything. And one of them is a pitcher that was recently uh, in the last I don't know five six years uh, put into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. and he was on drugs. I mean, serious drugs. Okay. And uh, he got banned from baseball for a while, and then he put him back in, and he he got into the Hall of Fame. Now, what do you think is the is worst situation, what Pete Rose did or what, what this pitcher did?
0: I You know, both. I think both situations are worse, and that's why I would just keep them both out. I mean, why... Well,
1: the picture is in the Hall of Fame,
0: though. Right. Well, then I would th- I would think that the the drug problem is is worse. Did the drugs enhance his ability, or were these just uh, um, just recreational drugs? Just, uh, from what I understand, recreational drugs. Yeah, it's not
1: it's not a it's not a PED uh, kind of a situation.
0: Yeah,
3: it's,
1: it's serious drugs.
0: You know, it's it's tough. You look at it, and you want to look at it black and white, but every situation has a gray area. And in this case, for me, I, I just think gambling, if it's illegal in baseball, you just it's probably worse for me because you don't know. You don't know if Rose cheated. You don't know if he fixed some games. You don't know if the mob was involved. And you don't want to know because if the mob was involved or if there was somebody that was on the take, then basically right. baseball doesn't. It's not competitive sports anymore. It's it's, it's basically right. sports entertainment, which is wrestling. Right. That's the di- what's the difference? You know what I'm saying? When it when right. when when an athlete cheats, it's like sports entertainment. It's not competitive sports anymore. That's why when I have this conversation with people about PEDs, about Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, the list goes on and on and on. If you should put them in the Hall of Fame, what people say is, well, baseball recognizes those numbers. I don't know why they recognize those numbers, but if you do recognize those numbers, then basically what you're saying is that it's okay to cheat in baseball, and basically the sport has become sports entertainment, which is All right. wrong. All right. So All
1: right. that's another subject.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The monster of the NFL, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Become a monster this
0: year or what? He has become a monster and the NFL has made him into a monster. Now, look, I don't know if he I, I think he cheated, but is it is it one of those things where, you know, it's the worst thing ever? Probably not. I, I just think you look at these accusations uh, that have come out lately with the NFL basically trying to hide what the Patriots did, taping 40 games and stuff like that. I think it's disappointing because now instead of recognizing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the Patriots as one of the greatest teams of all time, there's always gonna be that doubt. And the NFL, I think, in, in their way, tried to go after Brady. Now, did they have the evidence? Did they I don't know if they had the evidence. I don't even know if they presented it right, but they tried but I, their best.
1: I personally you know and I don't think it's because I'm partial to Brady, but I don't think Brady cheated. That's that's my my personal opinion, and because let's look at it this way: after every play, doesn't the referee or the umpire pick up the ball?
0: Well, yeah, yeah that's what you would think. I mean, but also there was text messages. There was a, a cell phone destroyed. Why sell? Why destroy your cell phone? Why? Why be so evasive when asked questions by Ted Wells? And I get it. Ted Wells worked for the NFL, and the NFL had to do what they wanted to do to try to ruin Brady and the Patriots. But why be so evasive if you're innocent? That's the only thing I say. Why destroy your cell phone? Why be so evasive with questioning? Um, I I wouldn't be surprised. The thing for me was that the NFL got tired of, of hiding the secrets of the Patriots, and they're trying to get a competitive edge, but enough's enough. How? When do you cross that line when you say, you know what, the Patriots are doing too much here, and, and somebody needs to, to discipline them? And again, if you take 40 games, does that give you an advantage? You don't know. But what it does is it takes away the mystique of what the Patriots truly are. They truly are a dynasty, but you don't know now because all these accusations have come out about them taping games and Flaygate uh-huh. and spy gate it's disappointing and and I think the the culprit of that is the NFL the Roger Scott. Goodell
1: Black squad called um um Tom Brady a Cornbow
0: yeah I've seen that <laughs> I've seen that I definitely seen that I think Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time do I think he cheated yeah. I think he did I think he cheated he I, I just I think
1: I don't think he cheated and what, else, what what's very interesting is is um uh, Robert Kraft, the gentleman that he is um, gave in to uh, uh, Roger Goodell and um, and agreed to pay the fines and lose the draft choices because he um, he wanted to, he wanted to save uh, Tom Brady.
0: right okay
1: and 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 and, and Goodell and um, and Kraft. We're, we're really close friends uh, before this happened because they were. This happened at a birthday party. Correct. Now, now the thing is, now it's a stupid thing. Okay, whether he cheated or not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go one way or the other. I know how I feel, but whether he cheated or not, it's a stupid thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me it doesn't make make really much much sense.
0: I don't think Hands it makes up. a difference. I don't think it gives somebody an edge that has a 45-6 to 6 lead, but the problem is if it's against the rules and it's in the rules as being cheating, it's cheating. You know what I'm saying? It's And it again, is there a need for the Patriots to do this kind of stuff, or do they do it because they know the NFL is going to cover it up for them? And saying that, Goodell had to do what he had to do because basically there were owners out there that were complaining that the, the Patriots were getting away with murder with all the cheating that they were doing throughout the years. So it's disappointing. Well,
1: now, now, um, now they've got, they filed for the appeal, and it's going to happen the first week of February.
0: Right, right after the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah,
1: during this, just before the Super Bowl. Right. It's going to take place February first, and the Super Bowl is February seventh.
0: It's a that that would be a mess if the Patriots are in. Which certainly the Patriots have an opportunity to get into the Super Bowl again because uh, Tom oh, okay. Brady's awesome. Nine touchdowns, no interceptions. They got a hell of an offense.
1: Well in a couple of weeks they got to play uh um the Colts and you know what's gonna happen there.
0: <laughs> um they're gonna light uh they're gonna probably uh score about fifty to sixty points. They're gonna try. Right. And the that Colts are so. a shell of themselves. I don't know what's wrong with the Colts this year. Andrew Lux heard, he's probably gonna miss his second straight game. But they they're just not a good team right now. Not at all. Right. So Well,
1: all I can say is I think the whole thing is stupid, and um,
0: and and and
1: Goodell is, is is equally stupid. Just to let this thing go on and, and just end it. It's over with. It's done. Forget about it. You know, it's not. It's not, it, if it was a serious thing. Okay, I, I, I go. I, I agree with it, but it's, it's stupid.
0: Yeah, it is stupid. But it's a it's a it's a thing that Goodell set out to do. He wanted to uh, discipline the Patriots in any way. Unfortunately. The way he handled the whole situation was wrong. It was completely right. wrong. It was done wrong, and that's why the judge found uh, that uh, Brady and the Patriots were in the right. So I, I don't think he said they didn't cheat. He basically said, in so many words, the NFL didn't do it the right way. Their procedure, the way they went about it, they didn't handle it in the right way. And in this. Yeah, and this day and age in the law system, you don't really have to prove if you're innocent or guilty. What you have to prove is reasonable doubt, and the judge had reasonable doubt about the Patriots.
3: Right, right.
0: Or the NFL, excuse me, how they handle the situation.
1: Right. So anyway, I think we're running close to time, so um, you may want to bring up my theme, and it was great talking with you, and um, um, I'll get back in my... Um, on my regular schedules, uh, the next the next show. So uh, hopefully uh, all this has passed me, these, these uh, illnesses that I've been through. And um, I'm feeling great. And um, I'm looking to go into my 41st year in the radio pretty soon. So.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. And uh, thanks, Pete, for doing such a great job. Until next time, I'm here. Thanks for listening. Have a marvelous weekend. Ciao.